0: It's time for Open Line Friday on the Andy Griffin Show. It's your chance to be heard. Air your grievances and take your shot only on Open Line Friday on the Andy Griffin Show. Good morning. I am Andy Griffin. Thanks for joining me this morning. I'm looking forward to a hearing from you today. 673-5890 is the phone number. 673-5890 for Open Line Friday. And uh, a couple of topics I wanted to start off with, and then and, and we'll see where the show takes us. So what's on your mind today and, uh, and what you want to talk about. Uh, first thing that uh, was kind of on my mind is uh, uh, facial recognition. You're like what facial recognition- so so i got uh oh it's been three four months ago my my old phone was uh was uh, having issues, so I got a new uh iphone x or ten r and uh gone from the iphone is the uh thumbprint or fingerprint uh, uh unlocking, and now it is replaced i'm holding right now uh facial recognition. On your iPhone, it doesn't bother me. It, it's it's a little glitchy. Uh, it, sometimes it doesn't work. And it, like for instance, if you're wearing your sunglasses, or uh, currently right now wearing wearing a, a, head, a pair of headphones, and uh, the phone doesn't recognize me because I'm wearing headphones, so it won't unlock. And you you can use an alter. You can use a code to unlock it if you don't you know if it doesn't work. But uh, you know it's it's kind of cool. Uh, but, uh, we did a story a couple of weeks ago about, uh, the airports in China. They are going to, uh, they're already, the big cities have them, but they are going to facial recognition, uh, uh, use at the airports in China. And basically, instead of showing a ticket, if you've got everything registered and done upright and, and everything, you can walk right up to the kiosk. It will recognize your face. It will let you in the gate. And uh, it'll even give you directions on how to get to the right place that you want to fly to. You know, whether, you know what, what gate to go to and things like that. You don't need a, a ticket to get on the airplane. Facial recognition it'll get you on the airplane. And uh, you know they were they were touting how how cool that was. And I guess in a way it is very cool. But uh, we're all and it said uh, this this technology will likely be coming to the United States in the not so distant future. And uh I'm just sitting here thinking I remember back in high school maybe it was junior high reading a book called 1984 by George Orwell now this would have been around 1980 when I read the book so it was getting close to the close to the actual time the book was based on of course we know um, most of what uh, was Forecasts that are predicted in 1984 did not come true, but, or, or at least hasn't come true yet. But the idea between 1984 is this: in George Orwell's 1984, Winston Smith, the guy's name, wrestles with oppression in a country or a world called Oceana, Oceania, a place where the party scrutin, the party, that's the name of the government, scrutinizes human actions with the ever-watchful Big Brother. Defying a ban on individuality, Winston dares to express his thoughts in a diary and pursues a relationship with the young and beautiful Julia. Basically, it was a I think it was intended written as a a warning, a caution to the future to not let the government take away your individuality. And it's funny that this story was about China, because if you think about the loss of human rights and the loss of individuality, uh, China would be the poster child country for that. China, you know, they, you're not allowed to have more than one child in China. And, uh, you know, you can get in big trouble if you have a second child and they take that child away. Uh in China, you know, the the, the Socialist uh, or Communist Party rules and uh, you work for the good of the government and the government then, uh, of course, shares its uh, wealth, supposedly, back with you. And now they've gone to this facial recognition, which is very Big Brother-esque. And uh, it makes me think, man, this is we're, we're starting to progress forward into what uh, George Orwell was writing about in in Big Brother. Now, you know, on the one hand, you say, okay, I understand his point that, uh, you know, we don't want to give up individuality. Uh, I mean, that's the very basis of America, isn't it? To, to, to be an individual. But uh, I was having a conversation with my boss the other day, and he was like, you know, I'd be one of those guys that I'm all for facial recognition. I'm all for, heck, Put it, implant a chip in my arm or my wrist or my hand, so that I don't even have to carry a phone. Everything's right there, implanted under my skin, and uh, and I'm good to go. I don't have to pull out a credit card. I don't have to use cash anymore. I don't. I can just you know swipe my my uh, my subdermal uh, disc or my subdermal uh, computer processor chip, and I'm good to go. And I said, well, well, Dale, what about individuality what about uh, what about the government knowing everything about you knowing where you go where you spend your money what you do so we already have that it's already here and it quite frankly doesn't bother me and so that set me off to thinking about this all week long. I've been thinking about this. It, does it bother me that the government knows I, we, we were recently, we, we just moved and the, the house we live in has hardwood floors. We wanted to get a really sweet rug, a really nice rug for the living, uh, living room area. And, uh, so for, uh, what day was it? Monday, Tuesday, I got online and I was shopping around for rugs, you know, different uh, rug websites, went to Amazon, went to Overstock, uh, Wayfair, all the different places you might find a rug, uh, And uh, we ended up actually buying one locally, Uh, but for the next, well, it's Friday now, so for the next three or four days, I've been inundated with emails and Facebook uh, ads and everything uh, with rugs. They don't know I bought one locally. They don't care that I bought one locally. They want to sell me rugs. So I'm getting all these emails and, and notifications about rugs. And, uh, it doesn't bother me necessarily. And I don't feel like I've lost any of my individuality, but it certainly is crazy that, uh, that they now know that I'm, I was shopping for rugs and they want to get involved in it. So it's kind of crazy. And I guess I'm just, I, I'm kind of torn right now. Do I care? Uh, you know, I had, a, I had a friend tell me once, if you have nothing to hide, then who cares what anybody knows about you. And I guess that's true to some extent, but I don't know that I 100% agree. We've got a caller on the line. Caller, you're on with Andy. How are you this morning?
1: I'm fine. Thank you. Andy, um, the, the 1984 was the only book that was banned by the United States. Back in the 50s, when it first came out, they realized what the book was about, and it literally was banned. And was not released again until right around 1980. Uh, once they once the government figured that you know it was safe to release it because of the people with see it didn't really happen.
2: Yeah,
0: that's. So, I mean, there's it's some his only book. <laughs> there's some irony there, isn't it? They they banned a the book because it's uh, it's about what it's about, and yet in banning the book, the government was attempting to control our individuality. Isn't that uh, isn't that ironic?
1: Yes, and I, I, I think. For you to bring it up, it was really
0: funny. I'm Like I know how old he is now; he's not old enough to know that it was (laughs) banned. No, I'm not that old. I I am. (laughs) I had no idea it was banned. You know, by the time I hit high school in the early '80s, uh, it was not banned anymore, obviously. And I was able to read the book, and actually was a big fan of George Orwell. I enjoyed uh, most of the books that we uh, we had to read, and uh, it was good stuff. But I did not know that it was banned. That's interesting.
1: Well, it was funny because it hit the shelves and it was removed immediately.
3: Hmm.
1: I mean, it was, if anybody has a copy that was out then, <laughs> it's probably worth good money right now, yeah. but, uh, you know, for collectors and things like that. But uh, yeah, it was, and no one could understand why, but then they came out with a movie called Big Brother, hmm. and the movie was really, oh, heaven forbid... You know, if your number came up that morning, you were you were exterminated that day. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, it was really weird. <laughs> and wow. the, of course, there was a couple in love and they, you know, they didn't want to be exterminated because they weren't being exterminated on the same day. Right. <laughs> right. Wow. But, um, interesting movie, too. Well, I was thinking it was part of, you know, it came from the book and it in some ways it did. But in other ways, of course, it didn't.
0: I wanted to ask you, while I've got you on the line, how do you feel about uh, the the government knowing everything about you? And and, uh, quite frankly, even without facial recognition yet, uh, the government does know pretty much everything about us at this point. Does that bother you?
1: I could say yes, but I already know, like um, your boss that you were talking to, we are already uh, completely, the government knows everything about everybody. Yeah. And it's, um, I went and married somebody I wasn't supposed to marry, but I married him anyhow. And when they showed the file on me versus the file on him, his was only like an inch thick, maybe two inches. Mm-hmm. Mine was seven. Wow. <laughs> you know, and I found out one time I was dating this guy and I thought it was really super and he says, well, Judy, this is going to have to be our last date. And I said, why? He said, because I'm with the FBI and I had to check you out.
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> Wow.
1: I was just a normal person, I thought. Yeah. You know, and uh, apparently I wasn't. There was an FBI agent at my at my other wedding. Um, there was, you know, a lot of things going on that I didn't have the slightest idea. But at the same time, you get a feeling and you know that I didn't realize how deep they were. And in those days, I was only 20. Hmm. You know, heaven forbid, fifty years later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, thank you for the call. I sure appreciate talking to you today. You take
1: care.
0: All right. Bye-bye. Six seven three five eight nine zero is the phone number for the program. If you want to check in, six seven three five eight nine zero. Uh, It is Open Line Friday, your chance to, uh, whether you want to talk about the topic that we're on right now, you have a different topic you want to talk about. I have another topic I I did want to get into in a few minutes, but, uh, you know, just, again, in talking about uh, what what the government knows about you, um, I'm thinking, you know, most of the people that say, well, I don't want the government knowing everything about me. Is that because, folks, is that because you have something to hide? If you don't have something to hide, does it matter? Convince me. Let me know what you think. If 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 it bothers you that the government is uh, kind of knows its way into your privacy, I know a lot of people that it really really does bother. Six seven three five eight ninety. By the way, is the phone number. Uh, I know a lot of people that it really really gets to them. And, and they don't like that. But, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm not perfect. I'm far, far from it. I am far from perfect. But I will tell you that I haven't done anything big in my life. I've never committed treason. I've never committed fraud, at least not not purposefully that I'm aware of. Uh, I haven't committed any kind of felony. Uh, I haven't cheated on my wife. I, you know, there's there's not anything out there that I'm really you know, worried about the public knowing and worried about the government knowing. So, uh, is my, the fact that I have a relatively clear, uh, past, a clear conscience, does that make a difference in, in privacy? Should, should that matter? Convince me. Let me know what you think. We've got a call her on, call her on with Andy this morning. How are you today? Hey, good. Good morning, Andy. Morning. Good to talk to you. What's on your mind? Hey, I'm, uh, what you consider a millennial, I guess. I, uh,
4: listen to your show every morning and been loving it for the past. Few years when Mike was on and now now you and I enjoy it a lot. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I just wanted to comment a little bit about something I saw recently on Facebook. You probably, if you've been on Facebook recently, seen people posting uh, pictures of their face. Yeah, the
0: face stuff, app. Like yeah. Kind
4: of a, the, yeah, the face app. And supposedly that was, you know, from some kind of Russian thing that um, they had they pushed the app towards People using it, and now they have their their faces in a in a database, and supposedly there's 120 million people that have used it already. And
0: and I'm going to confess, and, uh, I did too. I I did it yeah, too.
4: Yeah, and I think um, I think what's you know a lot of people worry about the government um, knowing your information, but the problem is is that we consent and give it uh, when we buy a new phone and we we start to log in with our our Google accounts and mm-hmm. our and our Apple accounts. Um, you know, we're letting those big private organizations uh, track their phones. And there's some interesting YouTube videos that show that even while you don't have cellular data, Bluetooth or Wi-Fi, there's actually information being collected in your phone, Um, you know, X, Y, Z axis, how it rotates and moves and, and where it is. And, and uh, once that information is connected again to Wi-Fi or, or cellular data, uh, it can be collected. So there's, there's data being actively stored in your phones that, you know, can be collected once it, once it syncs with wireless data, with private companies and everything, you know, we're, we're consenting to give on Facebook. So it, the government only knows what, you know, we give, but we're stupid enough to give it all.
0: Well, that, you know, and you bring up an interesting point And the fact is big brother was about kind of forced conformity and forced knowledge of what you're doing. You're absolutely dead. Right. That, uh, yeah. we're doing it. We're saying, hey, and you know what? We're doing it for really cheap. For instance, that face app that you were talking about. Hey, this is a yeah. cool way to see what I might look like in 20 or 30 years. So there, here's a free app. Try it. And guess what? We yeah. gave them our name and our number and our face. And, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy how willing we are. Uh, I, I make the comparison. So I've, I've been working for the radio station for many, many years, but uh, lately I've had a little more access to things like say free t-shirts. And I'll go out, you know, to, to somebody and say, Hey, I got a free KDXU shirt. Here you go. All of a sudden that person is my best friend and they want to tell me about their family and they want, you know, you know, I have access to their business. It, it, it's crazy what we'll do for very, very little, uh, uh, you know, recompensation. Yeah. It's, it's just crazy. And, and now, and this a free app. Hey, you had a free app. You look old and guess what? Here's all my information. Take it. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Andy. All right. Thanks for the call today. Good to talk to you. Uh, yeah. What, what a great point. And, and, and that's one of the things I was going to get to. But, yeah, in in 1984, and, and really uh, what a lot of the, the, the alarmists are saying is, oh, oh the government is taking this from us. It's taking it. No, the government's not taking it. We're giving it. We're saying here, my phone, I got facial recognition. Do I believe for a minute that my phone is the only thing that has accepted that facial recognition? No, I think Apple or whoever is taking that facial recognition that I willingly submitted to get my phone to open. And they're using it in ways that, uh, I'm not going to say nefarious ways, but in ways that, uh, you know, they please in, in ways that will be advantageous to them. And they're probably selling it to other people. And, you know, and the same thing when you put your thumbprint or your fingerprint in your phone. You think that's the only place it's ever going to show up? I don't. Does it bother me? Not too much, but I, I, you know, I think we're going in with eyes wide open saying, yeah, you can have all my information. Yeah, you, you can learn everything about me. I don't care. It, it doesn't matter because I got a free app or I got a free T-shirt or I got, a, you know, I got the coolest uh, phone or, or whatever, whatever the case may be. Uh, that's that's just the way that's that's the way we're doing things nowadays. So I don't know. I, I have really, really mixed feelings about all that, folks. Uh, let's go back to the phone line. Uh, Caller, you're on with Andy. How are you this morning? Great. How are you? I'm doing all right. What's on your mind today? Couple of things. Yeah. I don't know if you touched the subject. I was a little
5: late tuning in, sorry about that. Yeah, no worries. This deal with Mike Lee and Rand Paul where they're kinda of blocking that funding for the Twin Tower survivors or whatever the hell it is.
0: Yeah, the nine eleven uh uh basically the ones that helped either in the rescue effort but 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 survived it or the ones that uh uh, helped with the cleanup effort, but unfortunately, in breathing all the, you know, being around all the things that go inside a building, it, it's it's killing people.
5: Now, I guess there's a guy in Utah I saw last night on the, he went back there and he's had one bout of cancer, but he still seems to be working for the fire, so I guess he beat it. Hmm. But at the time, and after the time, I remember tens of millions of dollars being raised for the survivors. And now we're looking at passing a law for billions of dollars going clear out to 2,190. I think most of these guys will be long gone by then. So I know I will be. And Lee is just wanting a little accountability for this money. And boy, are they crucifying this guy? Yeah. You know, we get these programs, they sound really wonderful. And then it sounds, seems like they get corrupted. And then we have a guy like Joe or somebody we put in charge. So he knows where every dollar is spent.
1: <laughs>
5: yeah. I'm kind of teeth back to Obama's days when he added a trillion dollars, you know, and yeah. nobody knows where it went. And I think get it's a smart move to put the brakes on this, you know, because we don't need another bill. Let's pass it and read what's in it afterwards, you know.
0: Right. No, no, you're absolutely right. And sometimes we, we get playing on feelings on things like this, and we go, oh, it doesn't matter how much money there is or how much debt we're going to incur with something like that. We've got to hurry and pass this because of the victims. And that can be really frustrating. I agree with you.
5: But, boy, I'd sure like to get a little more information on this bill. I guess it's a thick one, you know, and everybody wants to hurry and pass it. And there's, He put the brakes on it for at least a week. But
0: And now he's the you know, bad guy
5: millions and tens of millions of dollars raised at the time for these people. You know, where does all this money go? You know, it's just kind of like these guys down in Vegas and that shooting down there, they had tens of millions of dollars raised and I don't know how they ended up giving that up, you know, to survivors and non-survivors.
0: and Yeah, I don't know. Just, it makes you wonder for sure. Where does that money go? Who's getting it?
5: And he, yeah, unfortunately... A lot of bad people seem to end up with a big chunk of it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, people who had nothing to do with the tragedy. You're right.
5: So maybe you can do some crack investigating or find some stories. I can't see too much about it, but I know they're putting pressure on to get this vote passed no matter what. So I think we ought to at least call up Lee's office and say we support you 100% on taking a look at this before we sign it off because – it's another couple billion dollars in our big debt.
0: Yeah, good call. Good call. All right, appreciate the phone call. All right, talk to you later. Caller, you're on with Andy on Open Line Friday. How are you? I'm doing
6: just fine. Andy, my name's uh, Frank, and I was driving along listening to you. I pulled over to ask a question of you. Okay. Um, the, a couple of minutes ago, you said you've done nothing um, that you feel you need to hide. Um, according to whom?
0: <laughs> Ooh, that's a good question because where do you, you know, draw the line? Like, right?
6: like, yeah, I, um, you know, there's no question in your mind, in my mind that you are an honorable individual that doing your best to, you know, treat others honorably Thank but you. have the, um, political correctness police had a look at what you've done?
0: Uh oh! Oh, I'm in big trouble if we go to them.
6: Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> you know, uh, the uh, what is um, um, you know, you know, not needing to be hidden, uh, you know, on to one person or group of people uh, might enrage another person or
0: group of people well you you actually have a really really good point there i i understand what you're saying because there might be something very harmless in my mind that i have said or done and someone else that lives you know maybe in minnesota or or, or has a different uh, uh, political or religious viewpoint than me might say hey wait a minute so yeah you you make a very good point there
6: and coincidentally you mentioned minnesota i grew up in minnesota and and uh i am um um shocked at what is being accepted you know being called you know acceptable <laughs> by uh, you know pe- you know pe- people i know still know there that are uh you know, you know accepting what what uh their congressperson is saying
0: yeah yeah vulgar stuff stuff that yeah. i wouldn't want my children to hear embarrassing stuff
6: that's exactly right. Uh, and, and to, to put this in a little context, I'm a baby boomer and, and, you know, I've, uh, you know, experienced things like, like, uh, you know, watching president Eisenhower national federalized, the Arkansas national guard to protect, uh, African Americans who were integrating uh, little rock central high school, for example. And, uh, uh, I personally think um um we've made a lot of progress in a lot of areas and yet I listen to people tell me how awful we are right now. You know. So anyway, I made my point and thank you for letting me make it there.
0: All right, thanks for the call today. I appreciate it. You bet. Yeah, he makes he makes a great point there in that uh you know, I, I feel like my conscience is clear, but there are a lot of people that wouldn't agree with that. Uh you know, and 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 then all of a sudden, uh, I'm vilified. You know, my wife actually warns me sometimes. She says, "You got to watch what you say, honey, because people get fired, people get in trouble for things they say." She said, "Man, if if we had some of those uh, some of those people that live, uh, we're gonna we're gonna call them liberals. Uh, some of those uh, liberals are, are, I'm gonna call them snowflakes. Uh, that that live, uh, you know, in places like San Francisco and, and and places like that. If they heard your talk show, you you there'd be a firestorm. People would be angry." All right, folks, uh, a couple of people on hold. Please be patient. We will get to you in just a minute. We've got to get our weather report in now. Don't get angry. Get informed and let your voice be heard. It's the Andy Griffin Show every weekday morning at 9 o'clock on News Radio 94.9, 890, KDXU. Welcome back, 937. And let's go right to the phone lines. had people who have been very patient through the break. First of all, caller, you're on with Andy. How are you this morning?
7: Hi, is it me? Yep, it's you. Okay. Um, people that feel like, you know, there's no need to be worried because they have nothing to hide and all that.
0: Yeah, that's me a little um, bit.
7: Yeah, well, it's kind of ignoring some basic facts. Uh, the fellow that was just talking about Minnesota and the different people in Congress, mm-hmm. We're we're all under the assumption that it doesn't matter because I haven't done anything wrong and nothing will happen if I haven't. It's all about the framework of the people that are um, making the rules, that are in charge and uh, enforcing law and so on. You're right. These these new Congress people are so radical. Uh, their beliefs are so different from yours and mine and the average Americans. Plus, about half of the the American populace has changed their view uh on what's right and wrong, what's good and bad. Mm. And it depends on whose power, I mean, whose hands the power is in, you know, who's enforcing. Um, because things can change overnight, and I feel like we're within inches of losing our freedom wow. because of the fact that, that the rules keep getting bent and, and changed and looser and looser. They have all this power, all this um You know the facial recognition, the AI, all this. You get one player in there that has a uh, a rotten viewpoint, and they decide they're going to go off in a different direction. And you've already given all the power to the government with the surveillance, the the not standing up and stopping them from bending the the constitution and breaking it. Yeah. Um, In in a heartbeat, we can uh, be just like Venezuela was the fourth wealthiest country on the earth uh, not that many years ago and they got in uh, socialist and about half of our populace is going oh socialism's not that bad mm. um, but they they take it in there on the premise of telling all the young people and everything oh you can have free stuff and overnight that country went from like i say the fourth wealthiest on the planet to a cesspool i mean it it just went down the tubes and that could happen so quickly and easily here that it's just, it's frightening. But, but so many people are so complacent and feel so comfortable because things are good right now. The economy, um, everything is good. Everything seems fun and easy and great, but you know, you, you get a Bernie Sanders in or people that, uh, believe in socialism And we could be in a state, you know, people think of socialism with good, kind, decent leaders, but you get some people in there that, uh, you know, these new Congresswomen are Muslim. They're, you know, they have different belief systems than ours. And, you know, you have somebody like that in charge, and there's no telling what could happen in such a relatively short time like it did in Venezuela. It has in a lot of
0: other places. You're you're right, and and I appreciate the call on that, and and that's probably something I need to think a little bit more about is the fact that I, you know I was sitting there saying, well, I haven't done anything wrong, I I don't have anything to hide, uh, but you know uh, I have done something wrong in someone else's eyes, someone with a different perspective, someone who is a socialist, someone who is a, has a, a completely different perspective than me, and and that's that's scary to think about. I you know I, I grew up with a strong sense of right and wrong. I grew up in a religious home. I I grew up uh, well, I feel like knowing right from wrong for the most part, you know, uh, a good Christian young man uh, and and yet there are people out there in this country, a lot of people out there in this country who they don't think that's right and wrong. They they in fact a lot of them will tell you there is no right and wrong. It's everyone's free to act however they want to act no matter what. And that I guess gets right down to it, doesn't it? The fact that uh, where is right and wrong? And if they don't have a, a, a moral compass for what is right and wrong, if they're only governed by laws, they can change the laws. And when they change the laws, then they change everything. All right. We'll go back to the phone lines. Caller, you're on with Andy. How are you today?
3: Well, good morning, Andy.
0: Morning.
8: Well, oh, last few callers have pretty much covered what I was going to say. As, <laughs> as far as you saying you're comfortable, you don't think you've done anything wrong. The previous eight years, did you ever once express your disagreement or disappointment with how Barack Obama was handling the country?
0: I did. I did. I wasn't as vocal as you, but <laughs> but I definitely was, was unhappy.
8: There you go. That makes you an enemy right there.
0: Yeah, enemy of the state, I guess. Yeah. Mm.
8: And uh, so, you know, everybody out there thinking, oh, I haven't done anything wrong. Well, if you have disagreed with the government that wants to go left, you're an enemy because they deal with absolutes. You absolutely, in order to be tolerant, will come over to our side. You will agree with us. You will comply. You will do this. You will do that. And then you have coexistence and tolerance. <laughs> we see it every day.
0: As long as you do what I say, we can, be, we can coexist and be tolerant, right?
8: Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, and to kind of uh, touch a little more on that previous caller, let's say we start getting a lot of people in power that are, for lack of a better way of putting it, orthodox Islamist. How many people are now infidels and deserve to die?
0: Yeah, that's in their, uh, yeah, that, that's one of their ten- beliefs. That's one of their tenets.
8: Yeah, convert over 100% to my religion or you're dead. And even then, because you convert in, yeah, we're going to tolerate you as an Islamist, but you'll just be kind of a serf, a slave. Mm. You know, we'll just use you for cannon fodder because you're not one of the true believers.
0: Right,
3: right.
8: So, you know, to, to say, oh, I really don't have anything to worry about because I've got nothing to hide, all it takes is just a disagreement or disappointment, or I don't know, you know, against the left, and maybe the right, too. But uh, but any kind of disagreement against the left, the Obamas, the Ilhan Omars, the AOCs, you don't think they're taking notes. Yeah. You know, once we get going, mm, these are the enemies out. we need to eliminate.
0: Yeah. yeah, you're right.
8: You know, because, hey, these are the people that give standing ovations to post-birth abortion. So if they don't have it in them to defend a helpless baby, do you really think your life is going to mean anything to them?
0: No, not, not one bit. Yeah. Great call. Great point. I appreciate it. There you go. Good to talk to you today. You know, and I wish I'd have had you guys in that office with me as I was talking with my boss about, about this. This isn't the big boss this is the medium boss, but, uh, he was like, I don't care. Anybody can know anything about me. Uh, and, and, uh, you know what, uh, that, there's a good reason that, that we shouldn't give the government all of our information. Unfortunately, we're already doing it and we're doing it voluntarily. Caller you on with Andy. How are you this morning? Hello? Yeah. Are you, are, how are you doing today? I'm fine. How are you doing? Good. What's on your mind?
1: Well, I'm just uh, calling about the lady who said the book 1984 was banned in mm-hmm. the country. I don't until 1980. I really don't think so. Uh, I was in high school in the 60s in California. I I read it then. My husband was in high school in Utah in the 50s and 60s, and he found the book in his school library. He remembers distinctly in 1960, and he read it. So I don't know. I think we need to check our facts sometimes. Um, Anyway, thanks for an interesting program.
0: Bye. All right. Thank you for calling today. Good to talk to you. Let's go uh, right back to uh, the phone lines again. Caller, you're on with Andy, and I'm I'm struggling with some computer issues right now, so I apologize for that. But uh, how are you today?
3: That would probably be me. Yeah, that's you. Hello. Oh. Uh, do you have a Bible, Andy?
0: I I do. I own a Bible. Yes, yeah, several.
3: Okay. Well, you got something to hide then, and so does everybody else because they're trying to destroy Christianity. They've taken God out of government. They've taken Him out of schools. Uh, institutions, everything, and we don't see things as much here because everything is kind of hunky dory here in uh, good old southern uh, Southern Utah. But out in the world, it's a whole lot different. I'll tell you.
0: Mm. Have you have you have you experienced this personally? Have you had people you know uh, say, "Hey, you can't you know you can't do that"?
3: Well, I've I've been reading about uh, a lot of things. And I get several newsletter underground newsletters and. Uh, I keep informed that way. Uh, you don't get much news uh, from the newspaper or uh, over the radio. Uh, th- the real facts.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right.
3: And also, do you still have your guns and ammo? Uh,
0: don't tell anybody, but yes, I do.
3: Okay. Well, uh, it's funny. So do I, and so does everybody else. And yet, we haven't fired a shot, and yet, our country's being taken over. And as long as we keep allowing these people come in with different philosophies, pretty soon we will not be able to outvote ourselves. We will get the, uh, the really bad people in and then we won't have our guns and ammo.
0: Do you, do you feel like that, that, I mean, obviously this has happened subtly, and it's and it's changed a lot from your generation, my generation, the next generation, uh, and the young people now at this point, uh, are they just too, um, d- do they not care? Are they too apathetic to, to care about that uh, they're losing all this freedom?
3: We have had three generations now of uh, government schools teaching uh, our kids what they want. Uh, it's not lacking in due process that whatever the federal government uh, Subsidizes it, shell control, and they have. I think they subsidize our schools to something like seven, six or seven percent of the budget, and they control what what we're taught. Our kids have been taught what they want want the kids to be taught, not what the parents want to be taught, want to be taught.
0: Mm, mm, good call. All right, thank you for the phone call. Appreciate it. Thank you, Andy. Bye. All right. See you later. 948 on News Radio, 94.9, 890 you let's, uh, let's pay some bills here. I do want to thank Joe Shoney. He's a local loan consultant focusing on customer service. If you need a loan, give Joe, Joe a call. Uh, 435-590-6300. 590-6300. Uh, Joe, you know, if you go online, you know, like when I was shopping for rugs, I, I didn't even want to look at a rug if it was below four stars. Uh, and uh, same thing, I'll go to a restaurant or uh you know, a car dealership, whatever. I'm going to look at the reviews before I go and spend money with anybody. Well, Joe Shoney online is a review. The, the the review se- uh, website is socialsurvey.me, and uh, Joe gets 4.9 out of five stars. This is over 200. 200- reviews. And most of them are five-star reviews. Just an incredible record. Uh, Let's look at uh, Catherine from Enix. He said, I always love working with Joe. He always takes care of my clients and gets a loan closed on or before settlement. Always a pleasure to work with. Let's see. Let's go down to Here's one in St. George. This is Lonnie. Lonnie said, Joe and his team were amazing in every way with not one, not two, but three exclamation points. So if, you'd, uh, if you need a loan officer and you really, you know, you want to let you know what's going on, call Joe. It's, uh, again, 435-590-6300. His email is joe.shoney at n-e-f-i-n-c Welcome back, 952 on News Radio, 94.9, 890 KDXU. you don't have a ton of time left in the hour, but seven minutes left. Uh, let's go right to the phone lines on. Uh, Caller, you're on with Andy on the Open Line Friday show. What's going on?
2: Hello? Sandy?
0: Andy. Yeah, did, you can hear me?
2: Yeah, I can hear you. You were saying something about a book that was banned? What, what was it? The name of it?
0: 1984 by George Orwell. There's, uh, I, I don't know if it was banned or not. One caller said yes, one caller said no. I think
2: they have it confused. The book that was banned was called Catcher in the Rye.
0: Ah, yes. I read that, too, many, 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 many years ago. By J.D. Salinger. It,
2: I don't know how many high schools banned it, but it was not a good book for teenagers to read.
1: Hmm, mm. okay. It
2: taught um Disrespect for law and authority, uh, which uh, is good to a point, uh, or how should I word it?
0: Um, yeah, ha- having having a respect for authority is good. Having a, um, a complete disregard for authority is bad.
2: Yeah, yeah, but too, you you still need to stay open minded and. Uh, and question authority once in a while because sure. they're not always nobody's perfect they're not always right either you know
0: sure i mean that's the american way to to think on our own yeah yeah you're right you about know, that
2: so as far as i know it was, it was catcher in a rye unless there was other ones out there but
0: okay cool. Okay. all right thank, thanks for the call good to talk to you caller you're on with andy open line friday how are you today
9: i'm doing well andy thank you you know on the issue of uh uh, the uh, facial recognition on our telephones and all this stuff uh, mm-hmm. you know I look at I look at trends and uh, I, I wonder do you think that uh, the Hitler's and the Stalins and the Polpots and the Mao's, are we through with all those people or are we likely to have more in the future
0: there's got to be more out there and, and you know and, and we're doing our darndest to try to stop them but you know what there's got to be more out there Saddam Hussein wasn't that long ago you know
9: yeah they're, they're definitely out there and they're just waiting in the weeds to take uh, their place in history, and um, all this uh, technology that we have today, could you imagine, you know, these these men killed millions of their own people. Could you imagine what Hitler or Stalin could have done with the technology of today and also of, you know, the near future? This technology is on a a rapid uh, advancement, and uh, we don't really know where it's going, but what do you imagine Hitler or Stalin would have done with, uh, the technology
0: that we have today. Well, you know, Hitler was famous and even infamous for using technology to 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 further his cause, and, and I, he would have been all over it. I mean, this this would have been perfect for him, and you know, because even back in the, you know in the forties, thirties, and forties, he used what technology they had to advance the Nazi party.
9: Right, and really, that's my point. Is that, you know, we people say, and and it sounds like you believe that, you know, well, what do we got to, what do I have to hide? And of course, several callers have made some good points. But, you know, one thing a lot of people haven't addressed or hasn't been addressed is, you know, fake news is a big thing today. What about fake dossiers on individuals, Andy? They can make up anything they want about you. It doesn't have to be true. Uh, A cop pulls you over, and he can, uh, you know. He's searching your car, and he can put something in there that's going to incriminate you. You don't have to be hiding anything. They could simply just want to get you. And however, you know, they they want to do that, whether it's claiming that you said something you didn't, or you did something you didn't. Hmm. I mean, look at all the technology for videos and uh, audio. They can make you say anything they want you to say.
2: That's with, true.
9: Uh, GFI and or, uh, I'm sorry, computer-generated uh, imagery. It's... it's uh, we're CTI, at a point yeah. now where... Yeah, it doesn't matter whether or not you want them to have the information or not. They already have it. And like one of the earlier callers said, we are the dumbest people on the planet. You know, Winston, they, they put his uh, uh, television in his living room. It was forced to buy. We actually go out and pay good money yeah. to have all of this...
6: A
3: lot of uh, money.
9: ...buy it Right. And so I just... Have people just pause for a few minutes and consider the trend. Where are we going? Is this getting better? Is it getting worse? Is uh, your privacy likely to be more secure, less secure? And do you really trust, and it's not just the government, by the way, uh, Google and Amazon and all these other companies, Facebook, uh, these are all private companies that are gathering up, gobbling up information, and, of course, they do share it with the government. But I don't trust anybody enough to have all of my information, uh, intimate, private information that's nobody' business, uh, business but my own, uh, for them to use however they want. And the biggest concern is what about all the stuff that isn't true that they're going to be able to say about you?
0: Yeah, yeah, great point, great point. I appreciate the phone call today. Really good to talk you to bet. you. Take care. Yeah, you know, and that's something I didn't, hadn't even considered. You know, okay, I have nothing to hide, but guess what? What if they make it? make me have something to hide or, you know, make something up. That was, boy, that was KGB. That was USSR. That was Cold War. KGB was notorious for that, you know, uh, arresting some guy and he said, I didn't do anything wrong. And then they have evidence, which was not true, but they had it. And the guy was in big trouble. Yeah, absolutely. Something to be concerned about. You know, my, my boss at the corporate level, uh, I'm not going to use his name, but my boss at the corporate level is really, really into this device called Alexa. And do you guys know what that is? It's basically something the size of maybe a, a, a tall can of soda. And it is an electronic device that ha- that listens to you. And at any time during the day, if you plug it in, any time during the- you have an app you put on your phone to go with it. Any time during the day, you can say, Alexa, play you know, such and such a song. Or Alexa, look up such and such a, a, a topic and Alexa is listening all the time. And they've, they've there've actually been stories in the news just in the last uh, last few weeks uh, talking about how uh, Google headquarters, they're spying on They're listening and they're listening for things, you know, catchwords, words, emergencies and stuff because Alexa can actually call the police for you if you need them to. But they're listening to everything. And, they, and, you know, Google's like, well, yeah, but we don't, we don't really listen to the private stuff. We don't. We, really? Do you trust Google? Do you trust them? Oh, we, we're okay with your information. We're not going to tell anybody. Really? I don't buy that for a minute. I don't buy that for a second. And you know that the government is getting their hands on this, and we're buying these devices. They're very popular. You, you say, this, this isn't a fringe technology. I have, in my old neighborhood, we just moved, it. in my old neighborhood, mostly people under the age of 40, and almost every one of them has Alexa or Echo or whatever the device is sitting on their countertops listening to everything they do. And, folks, that is scary.